Welcome to St. James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast features an edited recording from our Sunday morning service held on May 7th, 2023. For news and information and to find out how to join us, please visit www.stjamesleith.org.uk. Good morning. A very warm welcome to our service this morning, to those who've travelled far and those who've travelled not so far, those in the building and those at home. You're all very welcome here. Uh, My name is Jo and I will be leading this morning and Robert will be sharing a reflection with us later. Ian, our rector, is away at a family funeral and we hold Ian and Fiona and their family in our thoughts and prayers this morning. Now before um, we begin, I want to take this opportunity to have a moment's reflection on yesterday's coronation. I'm sure some of you were watching, as I certainly was, um, a moment in history. So let's take a moment of silence as we think our own thoughts about yesterday and then I will end that with the diocesan prayer for the coronation. So let us pray. Eternal and ever-reigning God, you created the heavens and the earth and hold all things in the palm of your hand. You call us to work with you in the ordering of society and the flourishing of life. We pray for Charles as he was anointed and crowned king. Give him wisdom, love and understanding enabling him to work for the good of all. May he inspire, encourage, and support those he serves and be a model of grace, justice, and mercy. We pray too for Camilla as she was anointed and crowned queen, for William and all their family, and for all who support them in their service to the people of this land and Commonwealth of Nations. As we celebrate our community life, give us hearts for gratitude and celebration, a desire to enjoy all life's benefits with our neighbours and voices to sing with joy for all your gifts to us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. When day moves into night, and the seasons each stake their four-quarter claim. When sadness, death and pain becoming the defining characteristics of our path. When God puts a new song in our mouth, a song for praise to our God. God 
When words no longer come and shutters are drawn on lonely minds. God is there. When youthfulness reigns in life and limb and lingers in our days. God is there. When communities succumb to individualism and self-talk. When the common grace given us all finds voice among us and I becomes we. God is there. Through all our days, our joys, our pain, our defeats, our triumphs, our lives, God is there. God is here. We stand to sing our first song.
right roads we have avoided traveling and the kindly words we have refused to share. For the false gods who received our worship and the true selves we have starved of love. God, by your grace, forgive us. For all we should be and all we can amend, God, in your love, renew us. For all you have in store for us and all you may ask of us, God, in your love, prepare us. For the life of the world and the love of its people, God, in your love, permit us. Hear and believe these words of Jesus. Your sins are forgiven. Go in peace. Come and follow me. congregation could join in with the words in italics which we'll sing twice and the music group will sing the uh, the two verses
source of all being, eternal word, Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. Our first reading today is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 7, and reading from verses 55 to 60. But filled with the Holy Spirit, Stephen gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears and with a loud shout all rushed together against him. Then they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he died. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. The Gospel today is taken from John chapter 14 and verses 1 to 14. Glory to Christ our Saviour. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may also be. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. 
But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. This is the Gospel, good news for all. Praise Praise to you, Christ. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Okay, by show of hands, how many have heard that passage at funerals before? Yeah, me too. One or two. Exactly. So same here. I've heard it. It's frequently read at funerals, and for good reason. It is quite lovely, comforting, really, isn't it? Uh, Sadly, it has become very controversial as well. So many jump to the quick and easy conclusion that this gospel passage has to do only with the great beyond, with the afterlife, with the sweet by and by. And today I'd like to make the case that this is so much more than it appears. That it is not only about life after death, but has everything to do with comfort and a cause right here and now. So some context. The setting for this interchange is tucked into what is often referred to as the upper room discourse, chapters of material actually, speaking of Jesus in the Gospel of John, it is Jesus' farewell address to his closest friends, his disciples. I mean, these folks have been through a tussle or two together. They have sojourned with him for three years under starlit desert skies, listening in baffled but amazed silence as he tells stories of lilies and sparrows, of hypocrites and middles, widows, middles whites. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it's up to you to figure out what I'm saying. <laughs> of wheat and tares, of sheep and goats, of mustard seeds and fig trees, and so much more. And they have all witnessed things for which they have no adequate explanation but are still with him here in this place, in this room. And you may recall that not long before this, Jesus had stripped down to his skivvies, wrapped a towel around himself, and washed 24 gnarled, smelly, disgusting man feet. (laughs) (laughs) He then explained to them what that means. He foretells his betrayal at the hands of Judas, and Judas has already left the building. He tells his disciples that he will be with them only a little while longer, and that where he is going, they cannot come. And he foretells Peter's imminent, tragic denial. That is a ton of bummer right there. It's no wonder the disciples are confused and troubled. 
enter chapter 14. Jesus responds to their obvious fear and anxiety with these beautiful words. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. This could just as easily be read, you already trust in God, trust also in me. And it's a plural statement, it's meant for the whole community. All of you are trusting in God, you can trust in me to be faithful to you. So Jesus is really calling them back to this fundamental relationship of trust and assures them that he's not abandoning them. Rather, he's returning to his Father, which is good news for them. In speaking of his ascension back to the Father, Jesus assures his disciples that this is also their destination, their fate. There is plenty of room for all at the Father's table. It's not about who stays out. It's about celebrating that they're already in. And lovely Thomas, a personal hero of mine, always needs a little more information, doesn't he? Thomas is a genuine and ardent follower of Jesus, but falls into the same trap as do many of us. He's thinking literally, rationally, and he misses the relational, figurative nature of what Jesus is trying to say. And Thomas wants a roadmap to this place to which Jesus refers. But Jesus responds not as we might, as a theologian. He responds as a friend, as a confidant, a comforter. Just imagine Jesus looking directly at Thomas, placing his hands on Thomas's shoulders, looking right at him and saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Thomas, the way to understand God is not theological, it is relational. Not merely a destination, but a journey. We can add these words of Jesus to that growing collection of I am's in John's gospel. You might be familiar with a few of these. I am the bread of life, I am the light of the world, I am the door, I am the good shepherd, I am the resurrection and the life, I am the true vine, and of course this, I am the way and the truth and the life. Seven I am statements of Jesus, all of them recorded in the gospel of John, and all of them reveal a Jesus who is clearly uninterested in being a religious rock star or a political power broker. The I am's link Jesus directly to the Yahweh of the Hebrew scriptures and the Old Covenant. So whenever Jesus identifies himself with this I am, he is equating himself to the one God made known through Moses and the prophets. In a fiercely monotheistic Hebrew culture, that's a tricky move. But to Jesus, whose favorite personal title is Son of Man, it's a risk worth taking to help people understand who God really is. They are windows through Jesus to God, the source of all meaning. And none of the I am's are religious or theological nor are they royal. They are deeply personal metaphors addressed to persons 
whom Jesus loves. Tragically, these words have been used as a get-out-of-hell-free card, a theological line in the sand as a threat or an ultimatum. Accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior or else. Mm. There's an invitation. To interpret the verse this way is literally to rip it from its context and to do violence to the spirit of Jesus' words. No, Jesus here is making a promise. It is a word of comfort to his troubled disciples. Jesus himself is all they need. There's no need to panic, no need to search desperately for some secret map. Jesus adds, if you know me, you will know my father also. The phrase in Greek is a condition of fact, meaning that the condition is understood to be true. In other words, if you know me, and you do, you will know my father also. And so that there can be no misunderstanding, Jesus adds, from now on, you do know him and have seen him. So a personal confession. I struggle, and my guess is some of you might as well, with certain language regularly affixed to Christian life. One is articles of faith. The other is Christian worldview. Ugh. How prosaic, how institutional, how static. The reason I struggle with these is that they can actually be counterintuitive to what Jesus is really all about. You see, Jesus as way, truth, life, is not something written in a notebook as a philosophical abstraction. The word Jesus uses for believe in God, believe also in me, is not a noun. It's not an article of faith. He is not referring to some mental assent or doctrinal reality. The Greek word is pistevite. It's a verb. It's a word of action. Belief, faith, and trust are all used interchangeably and always tied to action, the living of one's life. So when Jesus says to Thomas and the others, I am the way, he is saying, I'm the one you have trusted, eaten with, lived with, laughed, and cried with. To call Jesus our way is to apprentice ourselves to that life of self-sacrificial love for the other, the outcast, the unwanted, the ignored, the refused. The Jesus way is the way of the cross, of surrender to love and the conviction of God's kingdom dream. So to the degree that Jesus is our way, the manner in which we actually order our lives, only then can he be our truth, our doctrine, our way of thinking, or our life, our reality. Says Richard Rohr, we do not think ourselves into new ways of living. We live ourselves into new ways of thinking. So to conclude, my humble intention today really has just been to help us turn from a purely theological understanding 
of I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not as some eye of the needle through which all must pass to guarantee eternal safety, but this warmly inviting reminder of our friendship with Jesus and his cause of love and justice. Jesus, not as article of faith, not as doctrine, not as worldview, but as friend and confidant, rabbi and teacher, as a pattern for living. So, let us, like the first disciples, take these words to heart and in them find comfort, peace, courage, inspiration. Amen. So now let us pray. Gracious God, <clears throat> we thank you that you have not left us alone. You have called us to be the church, your people, guided by your spirit to live lives to the full. We thank you that in Jesus we are able to catch a glimpse of you and what you're about. Jesus shows us how you want us to live our lives, lives of loving others just as he did, loving unconditionally and without judgment. We are sorry when we do not live up to this trust you have put in us. May we not be afraid to live as fully and richly as you want us to. Help us to be bold in our relationships with others, to take a risk to show them Jesus and his love, when we know we might be misunderstood or ridiculed. We pray that we may be able to show love to those who are hated and marginalized by others. But we also pray that hard though it is, you will help us to love those who are doing the hating and the marginalizing, because that is how you would want it. Your love is all-encompassing, all-inclusive and unconditional. In a moment or two of silence, let us think of all the hurting places of God's world where peace, mercy and love need to break in. Open our hearts, O God, that we may be more loving, more accepting and affirming of others. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God of all truth, we, each one of us, has our own truth. But help us to also know your truth. For your truth brings freedom to accept and embrace each other's point of view without seeking to impose our opinions, but to live in harmony. Help us not to be so rigid in holding our point of view that we are unable to see where another person is coming from, but to listen, accept, and love as Jesus would do. With truth comes justice. We pray that we will always be people who seek truth and justice for others. Give us courage to stand up to injustice 
to use our power and privilege to challenge oppression and to offer grace and mercy to those who have wronged us. Holy Spirit, help us to override our hesitancy to extend generosity to others. Break through our fears and tear down our prejudices. Make us responsive to your presence in our lives. Help us to be inclusive and not exclusive of those with whom we disagree. So as we pause to think of our world where people hold narrow views in the name of religion and where justice and truth need to break in, we ask that you will gently show a way that is more loving, more forgiving and more accepting of all people. Open our ears, O God, that we may be willing to listen to others and come alongside them in their journey. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Jesus, you promise us life in all its fullness, not only after we die, but right here and now. We praise you for the Spirit who lives in each person and who shows us how we can make the most of our lives now. Thank you that she teaches us to be aware of others and their needs, for it is in helping others that our own lives are the most fulfilled. We pray that you will help us this week to look around us and see the world through your eyes. We know that you will be with us in all our circumstances. When life gets complicated, give us your wisdom. When life throws unexpected things at us, give us your peace. When we are unwell in body, mind or spirit, give us your healing touch. When we are afraid, remind us that you are there with us. Gracious God, give us gentle hearts to walk with those who are hurting, the sick, the sad, the lonely, Help us to speak words of comfort and be a loving presence to the people around us. So we remember those in our hearts for whom God's love, strength and healing need to break in. Open our eyes, O God, that we may see the beauty and wonder of your creation and see you in everyone we meet. God, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. The way of Jesus is our life and our journey, our future and end. Amen.
hear us, most merciful Father, and send your Holy Spirit upon us and upon this bread and wine, that they may be the body and blood of your Son, and that we may be kindled with the fire of your love and renewed for the service of your kingdom. Help us to live and work to your praise and glory. May we grow together in unity in love. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, with whom and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory be to you, God of all ages, world without end. Amen. The living bread is broken for the life of the world. Lord, unite us in this sign. Holy things for holy people. Broken things for broken people. Come, let us receive them. All are welcome at his table.
Let us pray. Eternal God, whose Son, Jesus Christ, is the way, the truth, and the life, grant us to walk in his way, rejoice in his truth, and to share his risen life, who is alive and reigns now and forever. Amen. Thank you.